Hi there. Thank you so much for joining me today. Today, the title of my message is Prison Walls. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you want to teach us your way, that you want us to live well, that you came that we may have life and have it to the full. And we thank you that you want to teach us that today. We thank you and praise you, Lord, that you would just take over and speak through me. We love you. give you all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. So the title of my message is Prison Walls, and God wants to teach us how we live in a prison of lies. The enemy imprisons us with his lies. And first I want to read to you, Paul and Silas were in prison because they were doing the work. They were doing God's work, and they got put in prison. Just like Jesus was persecuted, they were being persecuted. It was about midnight, and Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns of praise to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and at once the doors were opened and everyone's shackles fell. Um, everyone's shackles were unfastened. They just fell off. And um, it's amazing what our perspective does. You know, we can sit and listen to the enemy, fill our head with all these lies, and we do it unintentionally. We do it because we're not aware. And God is saying that is an imprisonment in itself. And we have to keep our perspective clear. And we do that by getting in his presence and praising him. They praised him and those shackles fell off. God set them free. And he wants to set us free all the time. He's always looking out for us. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And I'm so in love with him because he's so in love with me. He does good. Everywhere I look, I see him doing good. And so today he wants us to know that we don't have to live imprisoned and we have to recognize the lie. So much of the time we're thinking, oh, it's just my thinking, and we're so used to putting ourselves down that we live in that prison. And that's where Satan wants us to live, and especially if we're doing the will of the Father. Satan wants to put us in prison. He wants to keep us there, and he does that. He keeps us bound by us believing the lie that he's telling us. And he uses people, you know, to say cruel things to us and to even give those gestures that would help us to think badly of ourselves. You know, and some of us grew up with that where, you know, we were just put down all our lives. And so it's easy for Satan to just use that and, you know, just ploy against us in that area because he knows that he can imprison us if we're unaware. Peter said the enemy roams around like a roaring lion looking for someone who he can devour. And so when we're not aware of what he's doing, then he devours us. So he devours those of us who are unaware of his tactics, unaware of what he's trying to do in our lives. And so like Paul and Silas, as soon as you start walking that walk, Jesus said that as soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to take it. So as soon as you start walking that walk, he's going to come and try to steal God from you. And he's going to try to get you to quit doing what God has called you to do. And he's going to put um, a lot of pressure on you. And the pressure is going to be to just overtake you. 
It's going to be so thick, like a black cloud to try to get you to quit, to think like God isn't coming through for you. And when we do like Paul and Silas, when we take captive every thought and we just make it obedient to the word of God, which is what Corinthians tells us to do, and praise him, just praise him and believe his word. Take captive every thought. Corinthians tells us to take captive every thought which is our clue that that is where the enemy works. And that is where he works. He comes into your thought life and he tries to control you. He tries to take over your thoughts. He's putting you down. You know, he, if you don't recognize it, you're just going to go along with it. And um, he, he's just constantly going to be getting you to the place where trying to get you to the place where he can control you. So we have to know that to take captive every thought and make it line up with the word of God. If the word of God tells you that you are free by the truth, which it does, Jesus said, if you know the truth, that truth will set you free, then that's what we believe. And, you know, Jesus tells us the truth. He's telling you this today to set you free from that imprisonment that the enemy has you in. The lie that he tells you that you're not good enough, you're not qualified, you're not healed, you're not prosperous, you're not this, you're not that. Um, you know, that's how he imprisons you. And Jesus is setting you free with the truth. And he said, by his stripes, you were healed. And he said, he'd meet all your needs according to riches and his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And he said, you're qualified through him. He said, he uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. And Satan is going to use all those pressures to get you to quit and not do the work of God. That's what he was trying to do to Paul and Silas, and they were physically in jail, not to say that that can't be possible for us, but I feel like God is talking to me today about talking to you about being imprisoned in a lie, thinking things of yourself that are not true. We were fearfully and wonderfully made. We have a father, and he said he would always be there for us. He would always be there for us. Jesus bore sickness or disease or sorrow or pain. He did all that for us so we can be right with the Father. God loves us. He loves us so much. And so he's saying to you and I today, just break those chains. Stop believing the lie and focus on what I'm telling you. Take captive every thought and make it line up with the word of God. And you know, Satan, he, he just works so slyly in our lives to make it look as though that he's not even there, that it's somebody else, or, you know, it's just us thinking. And I want you to know, he instigates that thinking. He is the father of lies. And so when he's telling you a lie about yourself, and he's telling you it over and over and over again, he's trying to get you to meditate that lie, because as a man thinks, so is he. And so he, his ploy is to get you to meditate the lie, meditate it, meditate it. He's gotten so many people to kill themselves over meditating on that lie that they're not good enough, they're a terrible person, you know, this about them and that about them. And he gets them to meditate on it to the place where suddenly they just want to end their life. Suddenly they just hate themselves and they don't want to go on because they've been meditating on that lie. And God is saying to us today to take captive every thought. Corinthians tells us to take captive every thought and make it obedient to the word of God. We're to think his thoughts. 
I'm just going to read that to you. So 2 Corinthians 10, 5, it says, Insomuch as we refute arguments and theories, reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, we lead every thought and purpose away captive until to the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One, being in readiness to punish every insubordinate for his disobedience when you own submission and obedience as a church and are fully secured and complete. And, you know, so when he's telling you the doom and the gloom, instead of going along with it, we're to take captive every thought and make it line up with the Word of God. And I want you to know, and I heard Gloria Copeland say this a long time ago, and every time I get in this place, I hear her voice in my head saying, if Satan is telling you this lie, then you know the opposite is true. And so if he's telling you you're not good enough, then you know you are good enough. If he's telling you that um, you're not going to make it, then you're going to make it. He tells you the opposite of the truth. So it's really quite easy to recognize him when you look at it that way. I so appreciate that word that she gave because it comes up so often in my life. And so God is saying to you today, whatever lie you're believing, the post is true. And you can go to the Word of God and find the truth. And then what Corinthians is saying is to meditate on that Word. I didn't read to you, verse 3 says, Though we walk in the flesh, we're not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh, using here mere human weapons, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. So he could set stronghold in your mind. And you meditate on that long enough, and then you're going to believe that. And, you know, most of us do that all our lives. Things are said to us. We have this mindset. And then all of our lives, we believe that lie. You know, something your parents might have said to you all your life, and you believed it because they said it to you. And if it was a negative thing, it's going to do negative duty in your life. You're going to start thinking that bad thought about yourself all your life. You see, it's so important to say the Word of God and to believe the Word of God. If you say what is, that's what's going to happen in your life. If you say what you want to come to pass, that's what's going to happen in your life. And Jesus said that. As a man thinks, so is he. Whatever you say to this mountain, meditate on these things. Think on these things. Whatever is good, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good report, because as you think, so be it. That's what's going to happen. And that's why the enemy fights so hard to get you to think his lie. Because if you can believe his lie, then that is what's going to manifest in your life. Because what you think is what you are. And, you know, as you think and meditate, you're going to say it. You're going to be calling it to come to pass in your life. And so, you know, meditating on his lies can get you so depressed It can get you so down, and God is just saying to you today, get out of that prison. I've given given you the keys to the kingdom. I've given you all power and authority. I'm giving you this insight, this, this revelation knowledge. I've given you my word, the instructions of what to do, and it's your call to do it. And of course, he's going to help you to do it. Whenever you get on your knees and you call out to him, he's going to be there for you. You're not doing anything on your own. Jesus said, in fact, that you can't do anything without him. So when you go to him, he's going to be there for you. When you call out to him 
and you ask him to help you, he's going to help you. Each and every time I've gone to God in a situation I'm in, he speaks the word to me. He encourages me with the truth. And that truth, Jesus said, will set you free. That's why God wants you to know the truth. You know, so much of the time people don't want to know the truth and they get offended and they stay in that imprisonment all their lives. They stay affected, inflicted by the enemy because they don't want to know the truth. And if we don't want to know the truth, we won't get set free. God corrects those he loves. He wants to correct us to set us free because he loves us. And so if we won't take that correction, we stay in that prison all our lives and we live less than. We don't live that higher way that he had intended for us. His ways are higher than our ways and he wants to bless us. And so, you know, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, Jesus said he's knocking at the door of your heart and if you let him in, he's going to come in and hang out with you. He's going to dine with you. He's going to teach you. He's going to grow you up. He's going to heal you. He's going to give you that freedom by showing you the truth. And when you ask him to come and live on the inside of you, what you're really doing is committing to live in his kingdom and being a part of what he's doing, being a part of his kingdom and showing, representing the Father, saying and doing and thinking what the Father would think, but not lining up with those thoughts, those negative accusations the enemy brings against you. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, you're set free. You're set free by that truth that you say you're willing to hear. And when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, it's a commitment to that truth. So he's saying, come on, come on, let me hang out with you. Let me teach you my way. Let me set you free. I want to do that today. I want to do that. I want you to come and live on the inside of me and be my God Show me the truth and get me out of this prison. I'm sick of being depressed. I'm sick of being broke. I'm sick of being sick. I'm sick of being unhappy and not even know what I'm doing here, why I'm here, what I'm supposed to be doing. So if you want to say that prayer with me today, I would love it so much if you would. All you have to do is say, Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you for what you did for us. And I'm asking you now to come and live on the inside of me and fill me with your spirit. I thank you and praise you for making me a new creation, for helping me in every area of your life and um, filling me with your spirit, teaching me your way. I thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. And Jesus said that. He said when the spirit comes to live on the inside of you, he's going to be your counselor, your standby. He's going to be anything that you need him to be. He's going to be with you all the time. He's going to be living on the inside of you. And he's going to be there all the time. You can call on him day or night, any time of the day, any time or night. He's going to be there and he's going to call in whenever you call on him. He'll never leave you or forsake you. And so if you said that prayer, then he's there. And he's going to tell you things to come. He's going to remind you of things he said. You want to read the word of God. It's him talking to you. John 1.1 tells us in the beginning was the word and the Word was God. So it's Him talking to you. And so you need to read that Word. You need to get on your knees every day and commit to Him, submit to Him. And when you do that, the enemy will flee. He won't be able to control you because you know. You know Jesus. And when you know Jesus, you're going to recognize the enemy, and you're, you're going to recognize that you have all power and authority to tell Him to leave. 
And he won't be able to control you because you'll know. You'll know the truth. And that truth is going to set you free. God is so good. I'm so in love with him. If you said that prayer with me today, I'd love it so much if you let me know. I have contact information at the end of my video. God bless you and thank you so much for listening today.